ho, ho, ho. It's time. What's that coming down your chimney? It's me and Caden. <laughs> jingle, jingle, here we are. Here to we, stuff we're... your stocking with terrible shit. We, we both got trapped inside of Santa's sack and we can't get out. <laughs> So we're just hopping around inside this thing and we fell down your chimney. Live from Santa's sack. It's episode 11 of color stripes eggnog should be the new kombucha i also have eggnog on my list (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) i have eggnog and in parentheses bad and also a nog so (laughs) that's good (laughs) we should have live trees in our house year round and oh, everyone God. should just cut a hole in the floor to that get is, to the dirt, and then you just give it a you just give it a haircut. Um, and you can <laughs> you can you can decorate it um, with different things year round. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I uh, think that we just need to touch on the fact that cutesy angel decor is the worst. Uh, first off, yeah. angels are terrifying, uh, yeah. and second off. No, that's it. They're, they're supposed to be like mythologically angels are terrifying. So when you see those like cherub face chubby babies made of fuzz and feathers, not about it. Yeah, absolutely. There's something way too German about them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to move past that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I give it about 15 years for the cultural representation of Santa Claus. Just looks like Anderson Cooper in a red suit. <laughs> you're right <laughs> <laughs> we're headed there <laughs> oh my god um the uh the christmas song mary did you know yeah she literally fucking knew that's like a huge fucking part of the story <laughs> did you read it or did you just like do the sparks notes <laughs> um charlie brown picked a bad christmas tree dude dude, that christmas tree sucks shit oh my god (laughs) i would love to argue about this but we don't have time (laughs) uh my very last one uh i hate people who shit on other people's holiday joy you and i (laughs) suck (laughs) get ready to to get shat on get ready to get shat on america it's a holiday special episode of terrible (laughs) oh welcome back to terrible it is the podcast where we talk about the things that we love to hate, hate to love, and sometimes just just hate. I'm one of your hosts, Caden Croston. And I'm your other host, Rachel Warren. Um, so as you know, we've been in Santa's sack for we've been, we've been stuck in Santa's six months. Sack. Um, I like to imagine it's spelled S-A-C, like some horrible like egg sack. God. <laughs> like, oh, God. 
Uh, but the good news is we finally reached the dimension of podcasting equipment. Um, so now we're, we're finally able to record. And we, and we decided in the dimension of podcasting equipment to still choose the shittiest mic setups possible <laughs> to keep it consistent with the rest of our audio from previous episodes. True to our brand. <laughs> Shit audio. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's been a long uh, journey through the SAC dimensions. <laughs> And uh, now we're here. Yeah, well, welcome, and we, uh, we missed back. you terribly. And we hope yeah, we, we did miss you. Uh, we missed doing this. Um, yeah. Welcome back to the sack, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, um, would you would you like the honor? Um, yeah, I can kick us off. Uh, and I, I will say ahead of time, before even we really get into the meat of our, our stuff here, that uh, I'm going to talk about Christmas stuff. It's because I've celebrated Christmas. I haven't celebrated other holidays. Just wanted to acknowledge that there are other wonderful holidays happening right now. So I don't mean to be exclusionary. It's just the experience I have. Uh, Kaden. Yeah. We got to talk about Santa baby. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. We I got to talk almost, about. I almost had Santa baby on the list. Oh, uh, I'm so uh, glad you. Then I, I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to talk about Santa baby and just really the general sexualization of Santa Claus. I really yeah. think it's a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Like, like I, I feel like I have a tendency on this show to sexualize mascots a lot though. So I. Oh no. And I'm here's the thing. It's like, I was going to say like, I'm about to also sexualize Santa anyway. <laughs> right. And like, the thing is this, you know, as humans, we we do the sexualization of everything and that's you know but like i don't know there are some things that should be uh exempt from horniness i feel like santa is one of them um so uh the song santa baby i think it's fucking atrocious i just Mm -hmm. hate this fucking song there is not a version of it that is not like so gross and skeevy because it really like it really i think it really plays on that like teacher student role play kind of Mm. aesthetic you know like that really gross vibe of like asking someone in power to give you stuff by being sultry i I just think it's like so gross (laughs) um so the i didn't know much about this song so i did a little digging Mm -hmm. uh the song was written and released in 1953 so we've been horny for santa for a long fucking time um (laughs) It was the best-selling Christmas song of that year, um, mm. apparently largely because it was so fucking controversial, and like many people thought it was like too steamy for Christmas. Yeah. Um, which I have to honestly, I have to agree. Like you know me, I'm no prude. I just made like <laughs> eighty sack jokes, but like, <laughs> but, like I think that like it's it's so horny. It's just so horny and weird. Um, and, like it, yeah. it was even banned in parts of the South for a while. Like it's just like so, and that's why it ended up being so popular because everyone was like, I gotta hear this horny Christmas yeah. song. <laughs> um, since then, whether it is the worst Christmas song or the best Christmas song has been like a subject of hot debate. Um, yeah. it has appeared on lists of both. I think it was listed as the ninth most annoying Christmas song ever in an English survey. Which Um, is, to me, unfathomable because, boy, there's a lot of annoying Christmas songs and Santa Baby doesn't make the top 10 for me, I don't think. Oh, really? What makes the top 10 for you? I don't, I can't list my top 10. I just feel like like Santa Baby's not in there. And I, controversial opinion, Santa Baby kind of bangs. (laughs) Elaborate. <laughs> Say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
here's what I like about Santa Baby is it's different than all the other Christmas songs. Like well, it, okay. it is no, it is noticeable because you're like, huh, this one's different. This and one's I, horny. I, this one's a little bit horny, and I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I think the only appropriate time, like, here's the thing, Santa Baby as a song, eh, it's, yeah. it's still not great, but like, I think the like the placement of it at Christmas, I don't like. I think if like if I saw someone do like a strip routine to Santa Baby another time during the year, like in like July, I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is correct. <laughs> like, like you know, I feel like there's a, a place for Santa Baby. It's just not Christmas, which is weird because it's about Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our Fourth of the July anthem. Yeah, this is Christmas in July only. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, so Santa Baby, notoriously sexual. I don't really feel like you probably need me to read through all the lyrics or anything. Like we know it's horny. I'll just get some of them. Um, just, you know, just the first fucking verse, Santa Baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa Baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Which by the way, love that the instruction is hurry down the chimney. Like motherfucker, get down here now like it's like, such a booty call santa i have greased this thing for you yeah <laughs> i have greased my chimney my chimney is lubed open to the flu for yeah. you. <laughs> we're ready ready for you to come down that chimney come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and i also love it because it ends with the verse um Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing, a ring. I don't mean on the phone. And I know that like, that means the singers to like, like, please like send me a husband or what the fuck ever. But like, I, I always also, thought it meant like, will you Santa propose to me? Santa Claus. Yeah. I agree. I like it because it's like, I've been horny for Santa. I've been horny for Santa. I've been horny for, horny for Santa. And then it's like, please make an honest woman of me. <laughs> like, please propose. Oh, no. <laughs> like, she, she only has eyes for Santa. Like, like she's, she's not horny for just anyone. She's horny for Santa. She only is. Do you think it's Mrs. Claus? Do you think this is like, like Santa origin story? Like when he and Mrs. Claus first got together, you know? I think that w- I think the general public would have a better time with it if that were the case, because people are fine with horniness as long as you get married afterwards. Like, that's I think so that's true. especially true it's of so the true. 50s. It's yeah. like, be as horny as, as you want as yeah. long as you get married to that person. I, I like it also because, like, if we follow that line of thought, that means that really what attracted Mrs. Claus to Santa, other than wanting to get bohoinked by that jolly old fellow, was the fact that he could just produce gifts out of thin air. She was like, I want a convertible, I want a yacht, I want a platinum mine, I want a duplex, I want checks. And Santa was like, I will do anything for the pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Santa's gonna risk it all. I think, honestly, I think somehow the dirtiest line in this is next year, I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. <laughs> like, it's really got the same vibes as when he fucked me good. I take his ass to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I just think this song is so yucky. But so, uh, so this song has been, of course, like covered to death and parodied to death. Um, and all sorts of things, but I was recently made aware of a parody I've never listened to that's been out for a long time. Uh, but there's a, as, as many people probably know, there's a Michael Buble Santa baby parody. And I just want to talk about, I just, we need to talk about 
about this. Yeah, uh, so, I've, I've heard of this. Yeah, have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it, but I know okay. it says Santa Buddy. Yeah, so Santa Buddy is uh, the, the route we go down. And that is not the only lyric change that are very uh, secure in his masculinity Michael Buble has made. <laughs> like, why um, even sing the song, Mike? I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you're not horny for Santa, why are you singing the song? Like, if you're going to um, change it to Buddy, like, why even bother? Everybody's a little horny for their buddies right right like michael's like frantically looking to the producers like right (laughs) um so i just want to talk about uh some of the changed lyrics that show me exactly what kind of benign things uh michael buble seems to think are too feminine yeah um so in the original original we have santa baby slip a sable under the tree for me we have uh michael buble he does start by saying santa baby but then he never says it again so i really think it's just for recognizability um but he <laughs> that's says, weird santa baby sip a slip a rolex under the tree for me none of those mm, pussy watches yeah. <laughs> i've been an awful good guy mm-hmm. santa buddy and hurry down the chimney tonight still mm-hmm. wants him to hurry down his chimney yeah. um and then uh she says the original Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. He says Santa buddy, a 65 convertible to. So clearly the year 1954, too gay for Michael. <laughs> Michael is Googling cars, scrolling through them like, nah, this one's gay. Two fem, two fem. And then he also says, car. he also says steel blue because apparently light blue is too curly. Like gun metal. Yeah, gun metal. I thought you make it camo. Um, and then, then she says, uh, "I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby." So hurry down mm-hmm. the chimney tonight. He says, "I'll wait up for you, dude." <laughs> It's how I talk to my friends. I'll wait up for you, dude. Um, she says, uh, think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas I haven't kissed. He says, think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the hotties that I haven't kissed. Note, uh, hotties is not gendered. Yeah, no, no gender there, Michael. That's so, a like, little sus, buddy. So like, so like uh, and then we move. Uh, he says, Santa Pally, because apparently Santa Pally, that's we, we've now decided worse. that Buddy might be too gay. <laughs> I want a yacht, and that's really not a lot. Uh, she says, I've been an angel all year. He says, been a sweetie all year. So angels, too feminine. Sweetie feels I would consider angel less I would consider angel almost less gendered than sweetie. Michael been a sweetie all year. Like like a sweetie is like what you call a cat. Uh, And then uh, she says in the next verse, Santa honey, one little thing I really need the deed to a platinum mine. Uh, And he says, uh, oh, he says the same thing there actually. So we can skip that. Uh, Plat- mi- mining platinum? Now there's a man's activity. That's a man's activity. Mining. Really got to get down in there with a pickaxe and just <laughs> mine for that shit. I like it also because like a platinum mine, like if we were being, you know, I don't know, songwriters with any kind of like 
fun integrity or like mm-hmm. punnery we could just talk about platinum records that'd be fun yeah, that's a thing in good. your industry michael um oh, god damn it oh and he says santa pally one more time then so hurry down the tonight, which is pally is so funny i Pally's... no one says pally ever no. that's not a word that's not a, that's not a thing um she says um santa cutie and fill my stocking with the duplex and checks uh, sign your ex on the line. Apparently, duplexes and checks too feminine for Michael. <laughs> uh-huh. for Michael. He, Michael says, Santa buddy, fill my stocking with Canucks ticks for kicks. Throw me on the first what? line. What the fuck? Okay, first of Housing, all, those... money, too gay. Give me a <laughs> hockey ticket. <laughs> first of all, that seems like a weirdly specific to Michael reference. I know, like, like is, the, is Michael like a super big Canucks fan or something? He must be. <laughs> he, he Canucks if he bucks. Um. <laughs> um, notice, however, though, uh, both songs then uh, share the line come and trim my Christmas tree, which I would have suspected Michael would have pulled from his song. And he right. did not. But uh, she says, with some decorations bought at Tiffany's, he says, with some decorations bought at Mercedes. Oh, yeah. S- Santa, could you go ahead and put a fucking sedan on my <laughs> yes, Christmas tree? I'm going to need you to put just an engine. <laughs> Top it with an engine, please. <laughs> fucking uh, tires hanging from my Christmas tree. My Michael got halfway through this song and just like started like i feel like he started drinking to write his rendition of this and he just by the end he's like hey pally set a car on top in my living room pally wally pally wally oh my god and then uh, our last verse here of course as we were saying before she says santa pa- santa baby forgot to mention one little thing a ring i don't mean on the phone uh he says Santa Poppy. Wait, that's way, that's way worse. Santa Poppy. In the lyrics, it's spelled P-O-P-P-Y, but we all know he meant P-A-P-I. Santa Poppy. Mm -hmm. Forgot to mention one little thing. Cha-ching. No, I don't mean as a loan. So this does end with Michael Buble suggesting Santa be his sugar daddy. In the... Stunning 180 on Michael Buble's <laughs> masculinity stances. He decides, actually, I don't really want Connects tickets. I do want the cash, and I'm willing to let you trim my tree. <laughs> like, <laughs> I truly think he was looking at a picture of Santa Claus, and then it was just drinking while he wrote this until like, the end. Forget of the song. it. I am horny. Like, this dude's <laughs> fucking hot. Damn it. <laughs> I popped. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So Michael Buble uh, finds a lot of really benign things uh, way too feminine for him. Uh, and I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, and then oh, I just want to want to really want to wrap this up with just a little treat of a joke. My friend Peyton Tracy made when she sent me Santa buddy to be like, this came on. She actually, I believe what she said was this came on shuffle while I was in the shower. And so I couldn't get out and change it. And I had to listen to the whole thing and it fucking sucked. <laughs> um, but then she was like, I think it'd be better if it was Santa daddy. Uh, and so I think that that is, uh, that is the update this track needs for the 21st century. Like, I'm just saying, like, if we're going to Michael, I don't know, make it accidentally a little homoerotic, which I mm-hmm. think is a great thing. You know, you know me, I love homoeroticism. Yeah. 
why not make it Santa daddy or even Santa right. zaddy? Let's think about it. I think, I think, I think if we can get Lil Nas X on this, he would be more than happy to make I am, Santa I'm, daddy. I'm not even kidding. I really think that's an excellent idea. I would listen the fuck out of that. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you would crush that. Um, oh, yeah, he would. Ah, yes. All right. That's what I got and, for you. And on you, and you know, Michael Buble after Lil Nas X did that, he would want to hop on the remix. Like, no, yeah, that's what oh, I meant. That's no, no, that's, I said I'm, Santa Pally. I'm, yeah, when, when I said Pally, I meant daddy. When, you, did you, you hear me say poppy? poppy right? You heard me say poppy? <laughs> that's basically daddy, but in Spanish. Oh my God. Oh, so that's it for Santa baby. That's the worst. So my, my first thing uh, about the holidays that is terrible is wrapping presents. I don't like wrapping presents. <laughs> it's it's just, it's like a very per, it's just like a personal vendetta that I have yeah. against. I one it is kind it's just kind of dumb. Like <laughs> like you gotta like like it takes so much time for like me to like I'm everyone's just gonna rip that thing off and like I get it like it, it it's for the surprise yeah and, and like it's cute. like the fun experience yeah. yeah it's it's fun it's fun to unwrap a present it is not yeah. fun to wrap a present <laughs> um, oh my god like, that's the thing is like I think if I if you know if I had to come up with like top 10 random things that I could say that would be on brand for you I hate mm-hmm. wrapping Christmas presents is absolutely one of them <laughs> like, yeah it, it goes against all of my skills um <laughs> which is to you gotta that, you gotta low decks <laughs> you, you have to yeah I have, a, I have an incredibly low but only on like fine motor skills yeah like, you got like a minus one <laughs> on your decks <laughs> yeah um yeah I have a really low decks um and I absolutely no patience <laughs> um, like for folding things I cannot hold things um and so it's just not like the present that I sent you this year I didn't even try it like there's like like there is paper on it but it's not what one would call wrapped oh I'm so excited are you kidding (laughs) me yeah um oh hell yeah but as as we all know, I'm I'm not one to complain without a solution in mind. Yes, um, I was hoping you had an alternative. I, of course, I have an alternative. Of course, he has an alternative. So I was I was trying to think like what would be a better way to like because I do think that you should obscure the present in some way before the person receives it. Okay. So I was trying to think of like ways that you could obscure a present that wouldn't like require fine motor skills wouldn't require fine motor skills and wouldn't require really very much effort on my part at all Uh uh (laughs) because like right you could bring a giant screen in the room and hide behind it yeah yeah absolutely I that I that doesn't seem very magical to me um and so I realized like I was trying to think of all these different ways to block the person's vision but then I realized that another way to obscure something is through speed and so (laughs) I, I am proposing that we implement so what I'm unhinged. what I'm calling the Christmas canon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and so the- oh, money! That is so good. <laughs> um, and so the Christmas canon, of course, will be a, a service offered to you by the United States Postal Service. <laughs> no, um, I thought you were going to say the United States Army. <laughs> Which no. is, I mean, basically the same thing, you know. <laughs> no, we're cutting the budget and we're putting it all into Christmas cannons. Yes. Um, 
Um, so, so you'll have a certain number of canons at your local post office, depending on the population of your town, whatever. Um, <laughs> th th these, will, these things will get hashed out. Um, but essentially, just like mailing a present, you'll take your present to the post office, you'll pay them a small amount of money, and then they're like, great. Uh, and then you, you set the day and time that you would like this present to be delivered. Yeah. Um, so it can be Christmas Eve or Christmas. This isn't a year round service. Um, oh, okay, okay. Maybe you can use it for birthdays. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, <laughs> we can expand to a birthday franchise if it's this successful, is a holiday you episode. know. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so you hand them the present and then at the time that, that you you say you're you're sitting down, you're sitting down for, for Christmas. Uh, it's time to open the presents. Um, Mima is sitting there, um, excited for her present, and then all of a sudden her present the tea towels that you got are just <laughs> blast through the window striking her in the oh, abdomen shattering the window glass everywhere glass everywhere but well nothing will beat that look on her face as she gets pelted with these tea towels <laughs> unwrapped she doesn't even have to wrap them but she doesn't even so have to surprised. open up her, her arthritis not a problem this year until she has to pull the shards of glass out of her skin that's going to take some dexterity <laughs> well, don't, but don't uh see, don't see Mima next to the window <laughs> sit someone you don't like next to the wind <laughs> god that's uncle, so uncle good racist, just wait sit, sit I, but but my only i guess my problem with this is that like postal workers will have to be shooting off cannons on the on the holiday they're, they're so, automated like, oh, okay good because i was gonna say like cannon. i was gonna say can you purchase a small cannon from the postal service to do it yourself <laughs> keep facing that way yeah yeah then just fucking pelt grandma on the back with details <laughs> point blank range boom reason for the season reason for uh, the season pelting grandma with t-cells from a cannon i'll, I'll say <laughs> i'll say the one caveat um the one possible flaw the one. I can see with this is if you have even the slightest inclination that you're going to receive a Peloton this year, because <laughs> <duck. laughs> when that Peloton off, first bike, off, don't you wish you already had it so that you would be in shape enough to fucking run? <laughs> you're gonna wanna you're gonna, like you need to use your own deductive reasoning on whether you think you're gonna receive this or not. Because that Peloton bike is going to come crashing through the wall. Also, though, okay, hot take. If you're getting someone a Peloton and you're too lazy to just slap the big bow on it and have that be your wrapping job, that's on you, dog. No, I think I, think I would, if I were going to give someone a Peloton, I would never do that. But if I were, I would want it to what? be a surprise. You how are you going to keep your relationship thriving if you don't get your partner a Peloton? How is my wife going to keep her rocking bod if I don't get her a Peloton? Oh, she's going to keep her rocking bod fucking the giant green, the <laughs> jolly green giant. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm trying to think of just like other things that you would maybe want to like be like extra padding on the Christmas cannon or like maybe we need like a low a lower velocity cannon but like that like defeats the purpose because the purpose is speed the purpose is like it's on you <laughs> and the purpose is surprise um I would say anyone who has bowling as a hobby is fucking yeah, terrified super because fucked. that's um, just a cannonball yeah I'm thinking like I don't know all the spear hunters in your life <laughs> the spear hunters <laughs> you know. the, the many people with spear hunting yeah the many body. pike the many pikemen <laughs> of, our, of our modern day hunting forces yeah. um 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I love the Christmas canon. And I think that this, I, I don't know why we're not already doing this. I think that right. canons though are often the solution that is overlooked uh, in, in so many circumstances. And so yeah. I, uh, I, I want to know how, how can I, you know, obviously it's not going to be ready to roll out for 2021. Right. How can I approximate the experience of the Christmas canon uh, for my relatives to get them excited to jump on board with this new idea? I have a solution for you. Okay, and boy, okay. boy, do I hope your family loves potatoes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Call, it's a, just a potato gun. And um, I just get everyone potatoes. And you just get everyone, you're like, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, potato what is this? And I'm like, it's the, it's the traditional Christmas spud. And they're like, oh. And then they feel foolish. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. San, Santa spuddy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't think I can even keep going on that joke because that is too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. I love the Christmas canon. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry that you hate wrapping presents and I'm sorry that you don't have the canon uh, right now. It's okay. Um, sign the change.org petition. Um, yeah. We're get this thing off the ground. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my thing. Don't like wrapping presents. Shoot your grandma. Uh, <laughs> It's the sequel to Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Grandma got <laughs> shot by a fucking baton in a cannon. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding 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 dong 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 ding 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 dong. Let's talk about holiday tropes, baby. Let's talk about you. That's right. We're here with a very special holiday tropes segment yeah oh let's let's talk about holiday tropes um and this is you know the thing about all the tropes i've talked about in the past uh there are things that i both love to hate on and things that i hate that i love and this fits right into that category i want to talk about uh netflix christmas movies yeah netflix original christmas movies because i think my take on this is netflix is like a hallmark that should know better (laughs) Like, yeah like like hallmark hallmark i feel like gets some sort of weird you know when you have like a relative that says something sexist and you're like oh you're 90 i'm not gonna correct you i feel like hallmark is like that but netflix is not uh <laughs> so in order to really to learn enough about uh these netflix christmas movies we actually got to take it back to hallmark uh because they really are the originator of the like shitty low budget christmas movie yeah uh that's all saccharine sweet like one of those grocery store sugar cookies Mm -hmm. uh so hallmark made its very first uh utter stinker of a christmas movie in the year 2000 it's called the christmas secret um it starred beau bridges and like yes that Bo Bridges. Um, and it's synopsized as a respected zoology professor who is obsessed with proving that reindeer can actually fly meets up with a real Santa Claus. An absolute lunatic. <laughs> An absolute lunatic <laughs> of a zoology professor <laughs> teaches at the, no, I'm not going to make a bad joke. Uh, but yeah, I, lo- I love everything about that. I love that the zoology professor is respected, uh, but yeah, also I, I thinks that, that reindeer can fly. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's something that up there. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Hallmark Christmas movies that we all know, uh, they're formulaic, 
they're familiar, they really play on your nostalgia, and they are just fluff. Uh, most articles talking about the development of these touch on um, a few key commonalities, talk about, you know, there has to be snow, there has to be mm -hmm. romance. Most of the time it's straight romance, although in the last couple of years we've started to see more queer romances, um, which it's like, listen, time. like, yeah, like, listen, I don't think that Hallmark Christmas movies are the peak of representation, but queer romance should be represented fucking everywhere. And if these shitty movies are gonna exist, then they might as well have wonderful gay humans in them um so snow romance then we need like some sort of plight and then there always must you know be a kiss at the end that's really the way it ends yeah. um however most of us and, and she finally opens her bookstore yeah finally opens her books oh my god that's so real though it's like she finally opens her bookstore she finally opens her photography studio or like like they always get like a business at the end too it's so true yeah. um most of us who don't have cable, because that which is most of us nowadays, um, we are more familiar with the MPCA, which is, you know, the Mo Motion Picture Corporation of America, and their Netflix titles, such as A Christmas Prince, The Night Before Christmas, and our personal favorite, The Princess Switch. Yes. So MPCA started producing Christmas films in 2013, twist in conjunction with both Hallmark and Netflix. So they're doing the most. MPCA has the nasty Christmas movie scene cornered. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia cites among their reasons for success, quote, produced in tax efficient and low cost production centers like Vancouver and Northern Ontario, Canada and Bucharest, Romania with the highest production quality at the lowest possible budget, compelling storytelling and award-winning directors and writers, these film, films have broken numerous records for the networks on which they've aired, um, which is true. Like the, the, the numbers of new Netflix and Hallmark Christmas movies climb exponentially every year because they are yeah. so damn popular. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I just wanted to touch on one thing about the whole MPCA cinematic universe, which is like, I love that they always sit down and cozy up to another movie from the Netflix cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty good. <laughs> and something that is just occurring to me right now is Vanessa Hudgens stars in both The Night Before Christmas, which genuinely is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love that fucking movie. Uh, and uh, The Princess Switch. And those are both MPCA films, which makes me kind of wonder, like, could the girl from Night Before Christmas ever show up in a Princess Switch movie, please? Oh, please, yes. God, please. <laughs> um, but so, uh, yeah, I, it, this brings me to my bonus terrible. Caden. <sighs> yeah. The Princess Switch 3 sucks mm -hmm. ass. But it's a heist movie. It's so bad. I'm so glad, okay, I'm so glad you watched it too. It's so bad. But, but like the thing is they stole our fucking idea for a Vanessa Hudgens heist movie. I know, I know that, and, I know it's really important that we bad. acknowledge, we really do need to acknowledge that stealing Vanessa was stolen from us yeah they buy mpca i we're yeah. planning on filing litigation it's a whole ordeal yeah uh, we have six dollars between the two of us <laughs> so we're going to be representing ourselves <laughs> we are going to we are going to get the best lawyer who is also a mouse available to us <laughs> <laughs> um i just think they did our girl vanessa dirty and we all deserve better because like here's the thing princess which one you know mm -hmm. for those who haven't seen it we've got Vanessa Hudgens, who is a baker, who's going to this international baking competition in this beautiful fairy tale, like Switzerland-esque country, um, which is 
has a, you know, a prince of monarchy. And that prince is about to marry this other woman who's also Vanessa Hudgens. And like, she wants to experience real life and like baking Vanessa uh, wants to, I don't know, do her a favor. I can't quite remember. And so like she, uh, they switch she, she places. She wants to be royalty because that's kind of fun. Like yeah, she I wants guess. to be a princess. Yeah. Oh, and her whole thing is that she never does anything spontaneous. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and she everyone like is always telling yeah. yeah, Yeah, she's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to be spontaneous. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to be the princess yes. of this nation. <laughs> and <laughs> like, then like, whoa, okay. uh, like plot twist uh, that no one saw coming. Uh, so like the Baker girl has like a super hot best friend who's like been in love with her forever. And like, she's never noticed him, but like he, uh, like the princess version falls in love with him. And like the Baker version falls in love with the prince and everybody ends up happier after la la la. Second movie, Princess Switch 2. A third Vanessa is introduced mm-hmm. into the mix. We have, and, th- and this one's sexy. Yeah, this one's sexy and a little slutty. And, and she and says, mean. she says, meow. Yeah, all the, and she purrs at people. She calls the prince. What does she call him? The royal abs. Like it's yeah. just like a lot. Uh, <laughs> but she's a so she's the princess's shitty cousin, uh, who is Vanessa Hudgens in a blonde wig, um, which is. A, a blonde wig with brown roots, I might add. With it's, yeah. just, it's just truly a choice. Um, <laughs> but so, so movie one, two Vanessas. Movie two, three Vanessas. Movie three, fucking, I expected four Vanessas. I know. There's still only three Vanessas. There's like, still you- only three Vanessas in the third movie, and they all like they they make it like oh twist instead of switching places and being each other, they all switch places and are the shitty cousin. It's like oh. Okay. okay. Like, like yeah. I expected my sister and I watched it together last weekend. And mm-hmm. the, one of the big plot points of the third film is that uh, the shitty cousin has like a, a horrible relationship with her mom. Like her mom was like really self-centered and abandoned her. La, la, la. And we like, you see the, a flashback of the mom, like leaving her at like her boarding school at Christmas time, but you only see the mom from the back. And we were like, Oh my fucking God, is it going to be Vanessa Hudgens in age makeup? Oh my God, please, please God, please. <laughs> and no. it fucking wasn't. And I I'm so, yeah, I, I cannot express how angry that makes me. Yeah. It's a, it feels like a waste. It's a yeah. waste. How, to, how oh. can you make another movie and not add another Vanessa Hudgens? You've broken your rule. You've broken your rule and like the universe is crumbling because of it. And so I propose Princess Switch 4 because you know there's going to be one. This yeah. franchise is far too successful. Princess Switch, <laughs> Princess Switch 4, we gotta get the girl from Night Before Christmas in there. Yeah. I th- we I think gotta that's get that character. What's her name? Stacy? We- no, that's the That's the character from yeah. uh, There's too many Vanessas and not enough Vanessas. <laughs> There's simultaneous. It's it's a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. A problem. Yeah. But so I was really disappointed in Princess Switch 3. I needed, yeah, I needed was, more Vanessa and I didn't get also, There were three Vanessa Hudgens and it still was not enough Vanessa Hudgens. Also, I, yeah. There's a moment where they CGI Vanessa Hudgens doing a backflip over some lasers. And there are several scenes in which Vanessa Hudgens is talking to herself three times. Like there are three Vanessa standing side by side in a room. And that somehow was still the worst CGI of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was it was notably bad. It was notably <laughs> bad. Like, <laughs> like they just like took a JPEG of her in midair and like rotated. Yeah, it was, it. It was pretty bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty incredible. Um, it's all, the third one is also decidedly not a Christmas movie. Like it's a Christmas movie as <laughs> like, much as yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like, well, they, I mean, they like they, they're up... getting a Christmas thing. Like the yeah. heist is for Santa's star. 
okay but like they they make up for the fact that nothing has to do with christmas by putting as many christmas lights as they can possibly oh my God. jam yeah. on the screen we noticed that too it, the whole thing was just like a christmas light factory just like yeah shat like, don't forget it's christmas it's christmas like, okay. like, like, like everybody in that country is walking about half blind all the time because it's just like yeah. lights um i i hate to tell you this um but you said that they did vanessa dirty and actually i'm pretty sure that vanessa did vanessa dirty because vanessa's a producer on that one <gasps> vanessa yeah <laughs> vanessa you didn't fight hard enough for four vanessa i know you wanted it <laughs> uh but yeah so that's uh those are my thoughts on princess switch i love me a tropey holiday movie i've seen so many of the netflix ones like even the real bad ones like i just I enjoy them very much. They are candy. I love how bad they are. I love how predictable they are. I love how they feel warm and fuzzy. They're like the hot chocolate of movies. Like they're just mm-hmm. cozy and sugar. Uh, so that's they're, what they're I. Co- they're cozy and sugar, and you just want to fucking make fun of them. Yeah, and they're fucking <laughs> bad. And so that's uh, that's what I have to say about that. I, I hate to say it, but it, it's it's jingle after jingle. Madness. Yeah, it's it's mascot madness. Uh it's the segment where we talk about mascots for a while. Yes, I really was hoping you would bring one. I'm so happy. Yeah. And I did not have to dig very deep for this one because I'm just gonna talk about Santa. Hell yeah. Because, fucking hit like, me with some of that lore, because, man. Because Santa is Santa's a mascot, you know? He's yeah, like, Santa, he, like he's an, Santa was a saint and now he's a mascot. What a yeah, devotion. He's, he's a, I would describe him as a mythological creature, a mythological <laughs> being. A mythological um, who is creature. Also a mascot now. Not unlike not unlike a centaur. <laughs> Santa's pretty similar to a centaur. And at the bottom half of him is just whoo um (laughs) the problem with santa is that like many mythological beings Mm -hmm. he he succumbs to the like expectations of the society that he exists in like kind of like how jesus could have just been like a chill brown guy who was nice to people and liked to make wine Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. but at some point along the way someone was like actually he's white and he hates gay people (laughs) (laughs) and it's like no no dude that's you actually like I don't think that's Jesus that's that's you (laughs) oh god that's Um, so good and so but like so I think that a similar thing has happened to Santa is and as an example like uh this this is something this is an ad an advertisement that since i was like 10 has Uh pissed me off like i have been angry about this forever and it's this this mercedes-benz commercial and they do various renditions of it where santa is instead of having a sleigh with reindeer he's has like 10 cars yeah driving all of these cars and he has like one red mercedes behind like a bunch of gray mercedes yeah yeah and like 
What the fuck? You ruined the magic of Santa. Santa doesn't drive a fucking car. No, Michael Buble. Magic- <laughs> he does yeah. not drive the Mercedes in your living room. Santa doesn't go to the Nux game. Santa <laughs> is a magical man who makes toys for children. Santa's a little magical man who makes toys for children. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, it's and, so true. It's and so try to true. sell me a car by being like Santa drives a Mercedes. Santa does not fucking drive a Mercedes. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. No, he doesn't. He did not endorse this. No, you didn't ask Santa about this. Um, And so like the modern rendition of, because Santa obviously like comes from, he comes from like multiple like mythological things. Yeah. Like Like an amalgamation. Kind of like Christmas, honestly. Yeah. It's it's just like an amalgamation. So it's not even one thing that like it's being drawn from um to say is like santa oh th- this hive is mind <laughs> yeah i think santa like a yeah santa <gasps> might is be that how hive. santa gets to every house in one night is santa's actually a hive <laughs> <laughs> yes um but in, in the modern portrayal of santa it i feel like something that i don't like about it is it we try to fit Santa into the society that we understand, right? Like mm-hmm. Santa in a society where Santa could drive a Mercedes, fucking any yeah. horrible thing could happen to the man. So like <laughs> in, in one, like, and I think that a big problem. <laughs> in shocking news, old St. Nicholas found dead on highway 13 after a runaway semi hit some black ice. More on this <laughs> as it develops. Like <laughs> Like you should have stayed in the sleigh, Santa. Like Mercedes issues a statement like we did not mean to kill Santa. (laughs) We didn't think this brand deal would go so horribly wrong. It's been a tragic day uh, for all of us here at Mercedes. uh, (laughs) You know, we're feeling this loss just as hard as you are. And some protesters are outside are like, bullshit. (laughs) We're going to, but we're going to make it up to all the kids of the world by having 30% off a brand new Mercedes. No money down. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Um, uh, but anyways, the, the modern like rendition of Santa, like one of the main things that I don't like is that his his workshop is industrial, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and this, this I'm pulling from, it, it's a description of Santa Claus's warehouse or like yeah. workshop essentially that, that's from like, it's from a, a supply chain manager's trade magazine, which why does like fucking get, oh my a, get God. a real job? That's grim as fuck. <laughs> right. that, can you imagine going to your high school reunion and your, your peers being like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I work for a supply chain manager's magazine. I and people guess. are like, oh, what's your readership like? And he's like, oh, there's one guy named Todd. So we like to, we like to have fun. We wrote an article about Santa. Yeah, and that's the thing. And so this this is a joke, oh, sort God. of. But the problem is that, like, I think that it is sort of the modern rendition of what Santa's workshop is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says Santa's main distribution center is a sight to behold. At four million square feet, it's one of the world's largest facilities. A real time warehouse management system is, of course, required to run such a complex. The facility makes extensive use of task interleaving. Blah 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 blah. It goes into all these nitty gritty details oh of God. how of how like a work like how like an industrial like like, warehouse work it makes santa sound like fucking jeff bezos exactly and this is where and this is where it comes in like like some fucking like the ceo of fucking coca-cola looking in the mirror like 
like yeah maybe have santa, eyes santa. maybe yeah maybe santa claus has a giant warehouse and uh, a large workforce that he exploits like no dude that's you yeah i'm the magic i'm the magic of christmas i'm the magic. Like, it was no. inside me all along when ebenezer scrooge said i will keep christmas all year that's what he meant <laughs> <laughs> but God. like it's so infuriating because Santa doesn't have a, a workshop with millions of employees no! and he's not he's not focused on fucking like efficiency he's no! a fucking wizard he's a elf he's a wizard yeah I was gonna say he has he has a you know a group of elven you know fucking warlocks who or no what's the class I'm thinking of artificers he has he just hosts a space for elven artificers to create so like, exactly and like and viewing and because like I think in a lot of movies this is also the way that Santa is portrayed like right like he has an engine in his sleigh that is fueled by yeah and it's, yeah it's like full, fueled by belief <laughs> yeah like no he doesn't have an engine he has fucking magic I was gonna <laughs> like, say Santa's no dumb bitch an engine is not reliable no it's a <laughs> that's t- why he's always crash landing in New York City in those <laughs> movies <laughs> just elf but yes <laughs> it's like it's infuriating to to think of santa in this way as like like he's a ceo of a company that that gives toys to children like no he's a magical wizard no no no, that's ronald mcdonald house (laughs) (laughs) yeah he likes giving toys to children and that that makes children happy and that makes him happy and you don't have to think about the details and you don't need to try to cram santa claus into your world into your capitalist nastiness also by the way i just gonna slip in here i don't want to shit on ronald mcdonald house because like mcdonald's is really a bad corporation but that charity actually does a lot of really important work anyway like (laughs) great (laughs) but like like don't yeah this is like God, late stage capitalism is such a poison and it touches everything, including Santa. Yeah. And I think too, because Santa represents the ideals of a society, right? Like this interpretation of Santa represents like efficiency. Yes. He represents uh, also- Industrialism. Industrialism, but he also represents like the modern rendition of Santa, right? He gives coal to bad children. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's weird, so there's true. There's a weird morality to it also. There is, and like, there's also, there's, you know, police state. He sees you when you're sleeping. He, has he knows mass when you're surveillance. awake. Yeah, like, that's such an interesting point. Like, if also, we're also la- at- labor exploitation with, when the, did it- with the elves. But when like, did the morality of Santa come about? Do you know? I don't know. But like, uh, and like, the problem with all of this is like, he could just be a guy who gives gifts out of the goodness of his heart. Like there's no morality. There is no like warehouse. Like he's just a guy who wants to see kids happy. And so he gives gifts, but instead, and which I think is like sort of more of the original like premise of like Nicholas and like that. He's like like, a benevolent, like generous spirit of like goodwill and cheer guy. But like now the modern day rendition also the modern portrayal of santa claus like how he looks is yeah. because of coca-cola absolutely i know which is <laughs> i found wild. that out i think last christmas and it's yeah. so shocking but like hear. but yeah it, it's just it's just disheartening yeah th- because he he's a big magic man i was gonna say like magic man real real santa, not that real santa looks a lot more like a tolkien wizard like he wears fur yeah. and he's got this grizzly beard and like yeah like uh, 
Yeah. Wow. So, I had never, that is such an interesting concept, Caden. Santa as a reflection of the culture in which he exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so fucking fascinating. I just, while you were talking, looked up uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Cause I feel like that is probably where some of the, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows mm-hmm. when you're awake. I feel like that around then must be when it started and that was that song was written in the 1930s that makes a ton of sense we were just you know like think about the 1930s like (laughs) morality policing in the states was really taken off that's so fucking interesting dude yeah so that's that's really all i have to say about about santa claus keep your Um, santa claus magical yeah it's it's magic, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. it. <laughs> Stop trying to logic everything. It's just it's fucking magic. magic, you fuckers. <laughs> that right there is our first piece of terrible merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's my thing. Oh, incredible. Well, Caden, I think that's all yeah. we got, right? Yeah, that's that's the holiday episode. That's the holiday episode. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in and joining us in this uh, festive season. I hope that wherever you're listening, you are being surrounded by people who you care for and who care about you, uh, that you're eating things that are, are good and warm, that you are finding light in this dark time of the year. Uh, and you know, I know the holidays can be hard for a lot of people. So I hope that, uh, if, if you're one of those people, I hope that this made you laugh, uh, cause you deserve to have a happy holiday too. Yeah. And we, we are more or less back yeah, um, this making, uh making a podcast. Yeah, we'll really hit uh season two hard coming up here. Um, yeah, this is the season finale. <laughs> this is the season finale of season one. Uh thank you so much so far to everyone who has listened. It was really exciting to see us in your Spotify raps. Yeah, this that year. was so cool. That was it dope. was it was really surreal, which is it's funny because like most of you know us personally. Yeah. Um, but even so, like seeing us next to like like the Magnus archives and like Sawbones and Mabimba, like it was really exciting. Yeah. Was um, really so thank you, thank you so much for for listening to us enough that we we made your list. I really, really yeah. appreciate it. I think you all are so so cool. And if uh if you want to make our Christmas dreams come true, uh, share share us. Share us with someone you love. Please. Share us with someone that you give, hate want to punish. Give, give the gift of terrible this <laughs> give holiday the gift season. Of terrible. Uh, we told you that we were here to stuff your stockings, and we are. If you want to connect with us uh, and you don't already, you can find us on Instagram at our podcast is terrible. Uh, you can always email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at theterriblepod at gmail.com. Uh, send us things you think are terrible. Send us things you think are wonderful and you just want to say hi. Like, just, just send us stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please, please do those things. Um, and hopefully we'll be back on every other week no promises but it'd be it'd be super cool if we did that maybe we'll make it our new year's resolution that's the baby new year is gonna hold me accountable (laughs) baby new year walks into the room behind you with a fucking glock yeah (laughs) it's it's like Um, every other week motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) get edited (laughs) (laughs) no we're excited to bring you don't don't report me to boss baby We're, uh, we're so excited to bring you uh, a whole a whole new year of terrible. Uh, it's been a, I mean, this is almost our year anniversary. Like it's been a wild ride yeah. and can't yeah. wait to keep going. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Um, keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> keep on jingle bell rocking in the free world. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>